Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Eddie and Matt Kick Their Coverage. We can't believe it's got this far either. On this episode, we'll be trying not to double blank the NFC West. Okay, uh, NFC West, I'm going to start with the Arizona Cardinals and Lamont Gillard, the centre out of Georgia, and in round 6. Uh, he held his own in some one on one situations against Quentin Williams. Uh, solid run blocker, solid pass protection. I was impressed by how he marshalled his, his guards in the middle of, of players. Uh, he keeps his hands inside to reduce his opportunity to give away holding penalties. He, he's coming into a team uh, that was dreadful on the offensive line last year, and I think he has the tools to possibly start, but barring injury, he should make a depth chart and help improve uh, the the options that they that keep Calamari keep alive. Uh, overall, it's a nice pickup around six for the Cardinals. Ed, what you got? Yeah, for the Arizona Cardinals, I picked Lamont Gallup, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, in round one, they picked up quarterback Kyler Murray out of Oklahoma. This guy, no one expected him to be coming out in the draft. He was seen to be a baseball prospect. He was just having a year, that's how it went, playing football. He won the Heisman Trophy. He got to the playoffs in college football and an excellent game against Alabama after he settled in. And he's basically been all over every you know news or football-related show running about what he's going to bring to the game. I think the buzz around him is similar, not as big, but similar to Michael Vick due to his ability to run. The main thing you hear about with Kyle Murray, as said, is his dual threat ability. He's very fast and he's shifty. He's got a good wiggle. He can get in and out of defenders. He can make chunk plays to complement his passing play. His short and intermediate pass plays uh, of a good standard. He's got a good zip on the ball. He's very... Is very catchable ball. He's quite accurate. His fade ball is a sight to see. And I saw a pass. It must have been 30, 40 yard in the air against Alabama and just dropped into the perfect place for the tight end to catch it. It was absolutely fantastic. Um, he does tend to use his arms before his legs. And I think as a quarterback, obviously, that's what you want to be doing. You don't want to be running. The legs are there as a safety precaution. They're there to get you away from trouble and if you can, to make yourself those yards. And I think people sometimes misunderstand the ability to run is not the main tool you yeah. need at quarterback. In last, the end of last season, Lamar Jackson looked fantastic. He was a great dual threat. He could run the ball fantastically well. But the issue is, his passing ability is nowhere near the level of Kyler Murray's. I honestly think Kyler Murray's a much smarter runner. I think he's... He's got good short area quickness. He can catch defences off guard. He can, you know, he'll he'll take ten yards from you. He'll get that first down. But he's smart with it. He'll get down or he'll get out of play. He won't try and go head on with anyone. He's not silly. He's only five foot ten. Well, it depends if he's got his hat on. Yeah, but he's only five <laughs> foot ten. His hair. Yeah, how he's done his hair that day. Um, I think the fact that he's going to be in the NFL and the de the defence is going to be quicker. He's common sense of getting down and getting out of play is going to suit him and do him a lot of favours early on I do think you will see him run a little bit more than when he's settled in and when he's learnt the offence more just basically because he's not going to feel as comfortable so he's going to be escaping the pocket I think he will play a shotgun a lot of the time you have to have a high percentage just due to his height because the size of the offensive line in front of him he's not going to be able to see over him that well he's going to have to move around a little or you know they're going to have to call players that are requiring enough room for him to move around and see where he's going to get the ball out as said his short and intermediate play has been good with some of the players have drafted 
screenplays will be quite handy. They do have David Johnson, who's an excellent running back. He did have a year off last year. Not Well, it's not officially a year off, but a, a poor year. But he's got good hands and he can run the ball really well. He's got a brand new contract. I know they've got a new head coach in Cliff Kingsbury and he's not overly you know, enthusiastic about using the run game, but he will be a good safety valve. You're going to have to. <clears throat> the screenplays, as I mentioned, were used to a high standard in Oklahoma. Baker Mayfield used them well. Kyla Murray used them well. Lincoln Riley was a great offensive coach, but Baker Mayfield Bayfield's transferred really well to NFL. Hopefully Kyla Murray can have something similar but he's a little bit shorter than Baker Mayfield and I think that detriment will cause some struggles for him, especially with the defensive lines knowing that he's got that size deficiency. They will make an effort to block passes. And as you've seen a lot more recently, they're batting balls down as opposed to going towards the quarterback and I think that could cause an issue, yeah. but only if he plays a lot on the centre. I think if he gets into shotgun, He's going to be able to create space. He's going to be able to see openings and that should help him a little bit to start with. Coaches nowadays are really intelligent. They're going to find ways to, to show his ability to pass and his ability to read plays. He has made some hard scratching decisions, but it was only years as a starting quarterback. And to get the Eisman Trophy in your first year at starting quarterback in NCAA, in your all NCAA career is absolutely fantastic. It's projects for it's him. It's rare, it really it is. It projects for him being a fantastic player and he, he does he, the effort he puts in is there you can see he's he's an intelligent guy and he could be really special his accuracy is good he's smart he's smart he's mobile everything he's done he's done to a decent decent level i think he could be a great pickup i do think there's going to be some teething problems but if he's coached to a high standard and the play to his strengths there's no reason why he couldn't have a very good nfl career He's going to be under uh, in the spotlight and under a massive lot of pressure because he's the first round. He's the he's number one pick, and Cliff Kingsbury fancies him. Exactly. Um, them advances could be a bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Hopefully, he gets to unlock the room. <laughs> <laughs> in round two, the Cardinals um, picked the second of the seven dwarfs in Andy Isabella, wide receiver out of UMass. Uh, it's a player who excelled at the Senior Bowl. Now, the Senior Bowl is similar to the Pro Bowl. It's where the seniors and juniors who've elected to go into the NFL draft uh, pick to go play in a game and they have a full week of practice together. All the NFL scouts and teams are going, they watch these players you know, from every position play against each other. There's North and South or East and West. I think it's North and South. It's East and West, isn't it? It is an East-West Shrine game. Right, then North-West. Uh, but I think obviously it, encompass every, it encompasses everything. Right. But they, they train together, they do drills and stuff and it's usually witnessed by like I say, the scouting community, and Andy Isabella were constantly getting praise for his play and his training and how good he looked. And then in the actual game at the Senior Bowl, he had a pretty good game there too, which I think helped his draft stock because he were taken in the second round. Um, now, he's got very quick feet, and he's a 4-3 speed overall, which is really, really quick. Like I say, he's another smaller player who was selected, but he can create, he can create a great deal of space due to his elite speed. If he gets a little bit, like you know, a little bit of room, it's going to burn people. It's going to be off. Uh, an example of, the, of this is is receiving TD. He got a, a flea flicker. Were played by his team against Georgia, and he made the catch. You know, it was quite a deep ball. He caught it. It was still twenty five feet, I think, from um, twenty five yards. Sorry, from you know the end zone, and there were three defenders around him. And he managed to beat a couple with speed, but then as he approached like the last five yards, he just bowled his way in. 
and he's not a big guy, but that effort was there, and I just don't think they expected it. And he got in for a touchdown. It were it were really impressive. Uh, he's capable of playing in the slot. He's not the biggest guy, so some of the hits could hurt him. But I think the speed will you know generate some some big place for him from that position. He got solid hands. Um, the issue he's going to have is contested catches because if a player manages to stay with him with his speed, I think that's when he's not going to be able to you know move this player that way or use his body to shield it and get it you know block uh, box him off. They're going to have enough strength and enough size to be able to get around him and get to the ball. As I mentioned earlier about Kyle Murray, I think this guy is going to be someone who they could use on screens really well, jet sweeps. Get this guy in the game as often as you can, just to create a little bit of take a little bit of that pressure off Kyle Murray. Because this guy could be a deep threat. He could be someone who can just you know take the ball out of the backfield. And like I say, the screen game could be massive. And as people have witnessed the screen game with Kyle Murray, they'll be able to see that this this kid could be fantastic. At it. He's going to hurt you in space. He's, he's going to teach that you're going to learn not to give this guy space. My biggest issue is he could be hurt in the NFL if he doesn't thicken up a little. He needs to get a bit of muscle on him. Then the next guy is Michael Dogby, round seven, a defensive lineman from Temple. At Temple, they have um, a thing where... You've got to take your shoes off. <laughs> a, play, a play where um, the guys with the best character and you know the toughest guys who put the most effort in... They get to play with a single digit on the, the number. Sure, yeah. So obviously from one to nine. And Michael Dogby played at number nine for Temple. Obviously straight away that shows what the programme thought of him. No, Temple's not an elite programme, but they've got a few draftable players. They did have Rocky Sin. I think he went in the second round to the Colts, a cornerback. Who he also played with a single digit number. Obviously seven rounds difference, it's a different position, but it just shows what the programme thought about him. He's what, you, he's what you refer to as well, which is well known, is he's Temple Tough. He's a strong player, but he has some limited athletic ability. He's, I think he's been drafted to be developed and add depth to the defensive line. He's played all across the defensive line, which is becoming more and more you know, required in the league. Someone who can play in different positions, you can line up in different spots, you can play five technique, you can play three technique. You know. Both sides of the ball as well, isn't it? You, you want to look for a versatile D-lineman and a lineman. Exactly. You want to have someone who can, you know, if someone goes down, you've got a guy who's capable of stepping in if need be. Uh, in, in his team, obviously, it was a bit of a standout, but the defensive line wasn't really known to be great. His size and his physicality is appealing, but I don't think he wins with power. He's not going to blow you away. He's strong, but it's not like explosive strength. And his best players come when you know another player or some other players are creating a distraction or taking some of the blocks and he can shoot the gap. He's very good at you know getting into those situations. He doesn't have the best short area quickness, you know, lateral movement. So tackling. Is a, is it's tackling is a little bit limited like obviously for that little bit of space for running back he's not really going to be able to get on yeah, him and get him down yeah. he does play a little bit high as well which lets people get into his chest and his hand fighting needs a lot of work I think he's, he, like I say he's a development prospect but most of his development issues can be fixed whether there will be I don't know there's some good good people on Arizona's line but um, Vance, uh, Vance Joseph did really well when he was the defensive coordinator of the Broncos, and he could come in and he could turn this guy into something. I'm not sure he will. I just think he's a high character guy. He's you know he's going to work hard, and if you can train him up, he could be an asset. But that's all I had on the Cardinals. I thought they had a decent draft. 
<clears throat> cool, right, I, I am the next team are the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I went with the round six pick out of Stanford, the tight end, Caden Smith. Now, first of all, let me just under, state the lead and obvious, he's not ousting George Kittle. Uh, but at six foot five and two hundred fifty pounds, he's an handful. Uh, tidy root runner. Skinny guy. <laughs> yeah, needs to put a bit of weight on. Uh, he's a tidy root runner, uh, competent pass catcher. Even in close coverage, when he's getting banged about, he can he keeps hold of the ball. He can catch the ball. Uh, to complement this, he's also solid in run and pass protection. Uh, pushes linebackers around for fun, and he's resilient against defensive ends. Uh, a few teams that are tight and needy, I think, might be trickier. Ed. Yeah, round one, San Francisco 49ers picked up Nick Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State. He's a plug-and-play defensive end. He's already a polished player. He He's the best defensive end in the draft. He was arguably the best defensive lineman. I think the only person you could really compare with him was Quinn Williams. He, what he's shown on film is excellent ability. He can play the run, he can play the pass. He's been favourably compared with his brother, who's easily a top 15 defensive end in the league. He's got excellent pass rush plan and pass rush moves in his locker. You know, he can he can do a little bit of everything. He can tell he's been raised to play this position by his family. His dad's a professional were a professional player, his uncle a professional player, his brother's a professional player. Though and I think the three of them were first rounders. They all played you know, they've all played at a high level and I think he's learned what he's learned and he's also got the you know, the, the genetic gifts which they all had. I think his athletic ability is fantastic. It helps helps him be the football player that he is. You see him on tape in college, and he looks like he's ready for the NFL. I think he's going to be able to come in. He's going to get you double-digit sacks in his first season. Um, and the only real minor issue is his balance can be a little bit off sometimes. If he gets hit at certain points, he can look a bit shaken. But due to him having such a good pass rush plan, being so athletic, he manages to balance it out. The, the worry for them and for anyone who's a fan of them of the 49ers is that he has had quite a lot of injuries in college he does have a few niggling injuries he is a bit of a worry and he's actually injured right now as we speak during this podcast he's actually got injured apparently he's going to miss the first few games of the season his brother's had some injury issues too so that could be a concern but genes aren't that strong then well not Levi's <laughs> I think he does have the potential to be great his brother has the potential to be great he's, they both could be great players but hopefully these injuries can be sorted out because the 49ers don't have a great history with injuries a lot of players get injured there which leads me to round two <laughs> the wide receiver Debo Samuel from South Carolina he has made some absolutely ridiculous catches I've seen a couple of one-handed diving catches where he just scrapes his feet in play and it's a lot of one-handed catches seem like normal in the NFL now, but it's the fact that he manages to pull the ball in with one hand. He doesn't pull it into his body, he's holding the ball under control in one hand and gets his feet in play. It's really, really impressive. He's also got great balance and some power in his running. Like You see him hit someone when he's running. As a receiver, you don't really see him shake up a defender when they hit him, but he, he does seem to have a bit of power. He's not scared to get stuck in with the, uh, with the DBs. I don't even think he'd be bothered about getting stuck in with linebackers. He's got a good speed too, and he can create, um, you know, some massive players from you know any space. As we've said, a lot of players seem to be space players in this draft. I've noticed, but this guy seems to have a little something extra. He can play inside. He can play outside. He's effective in both. His hands, like I say, his hands are incredible. 
they're absolutely brilliant. Some of the catches he's made are, are great. I could say, I mean, like I say, it, it seems like every game of a 100 TD catch, it were, it were very impressive. He's been used to great effect in jet sweeps as well, and as a kick returner, because he just, he's run after catchability or he's run after getting the ball, it's just, it's great. He doesn't, when you're watching him, he doesn't seem like he's got incredible speed, but he all seems to outrun everyone. But he doesn't look as fast. You know, sometimes people, you watch someone, the beating people. Slow, yeah. Randy Moss was similar. He didn't look like he was fast, but he blew, blew, blew by everyone. Um, he didn't look out of place against the better college teams either. He, he played against Clemson and looked really good. Like I said, he'll fight football with anyone. He's not afraid to take a hit. And uh, the big knock here, really, is he's had a few injuries because of it. So, you know, 49ers, another injury-prone guy. It could be a worry. He's got good ability to get offline of scrimmage as well. You know, he can get past people, got enough strength to, you know, shrug people off. He's got shifty enough feet to get through. And his routes seem to be well run as well. The come, the, another issue he had was his quarterback play wasn't very good. They didn't have a decent quarterback where he was. And he was still putting up numbers and playing some great football. So it's a good pickup, in my opinion. It's just these injury worries from these two players, round one and two. Can you imagine if both of them go down? Last year, they had Jimmy Garoppolo and Jerick McKinnon, both their brand-new superstar players, both went down injured. It's just not a good look. The next player was in round three, a player called Jalen Hurd, a wide receiver out of Baylor. He's a former running back. He used to play at the same thing. I think he played Tennessee with Alvin Kamara where, as a running back, where he got more reps than Alvin Kamara. <laughs> um, he's six foot four, which is big for, for a running back. back, which is, I think, why he transitioned to receiver. Um, he's... His form position means that his run after catchability is, is his strong power. He's quite slippery. He can he got good anticipation for where people are going. You know he can jink in and out. He's a fluid runner, and he played for three seasons at a running back. So after playing that position for so long, it's going to be ingrained into you. So his route running's not excellent because he's not been doing it for that long. He's going to have some struggles. He has had some struggles when it comes to route running. When it comes to getting off press coverage, because it's things he's not really had to deal with that often. He needs time to improve him, and there's little evidence as well of him with you know going up for contested catches. So that there's not really any evidence of that. So we'll have to see what he's like in that position. He's a natural catch catch of the ball. He doesn't look like he's struggling to get it in. He doesn't seem to have any silly drops or anything like that. So that's a plus. But um, his strength's good. One thing I did notice is he's got pretty decent blocking because of his strength and his size and his length. And obviously he's played running back and done some blocking, so his technique's not awful. He is a decent asset, he has a can block. And for me, because of his size and because of his ability to run after catch, he could end up being a tight end. So they've, they could have like four or five tight ends <laughs> that could be useful. Maybe so. that's the new uh, running back by committee, you have tight end by committee, and uh, they're going to out New England, New England. Yeah, could be. But I, I mean, Shanahan's a fantastic mind, isn't he? He's going to be able to. The offensive player is. Just designs and calls just just ridiculous I personally think it's best offensive mind in the game a lot of people think it's maybe I personally prefer Shannon I think he mixes up the pass and the run brilliant and what he's done with a depleted team on a consistent basis is fantastic kind of wanted to lose his job kind of done because I want him to be do well but I'd <laughs> like him to end up with us <laughs> okay seamlessly uh, going from Sean McVeigh to the uh, Los Angeles Rams well done Eddie uh, I looked at Bobby Evans, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, that they picked up in round three. I'll yeah. respond to that, I've never met you before. <laughs> I just got skills. Um, 
The things I noticed from watching him: uh, strong on pull, strong, strong on pulling players. Uh, gets in a good position to make blocks. Uh, he can play. I'm going to stand here and you try and get past me, or he can play. I'm coming to yours, and there's very little you can do about it. Um, can get his, he gets his hands uh, in the wrong position and, um, and blocks shoulder pads instead of the chest plate, which is where ideally you want to get your block. Um, if you're going shoulders, again, you're looking at making getting, getting flagged for uh, for holding. It's not a good look. Um, there's no such thing as a perfect as being perfect in the trenches, but you don't stop uh, till the whistle. And he's a he's that kind of player. He'll, he'll keep. He's one of them play the whistle guys that we like. Uh, it's a nice pickup for the Rams in round three, I think. Ed? Yeah, I, I covered in round two Taylor Rapp safety out of Washington. Some projected Rapp as a round one safety, but as can be the case, he ran a slower than expected forty at, at the combine, so he dropped out of round one and all the way to the Rams in late round two. The info later surfaced that he did pick up a minor injury, which affected his ability to you know perform at the combine. I don't know why they won't just say I had an injury, but. He probably didn't think it was too bad. These guys are tough. He's a tough player. He, you know, you watch him on tape. He's in, he can be intimidating. Like he's, if he runs against players on the screens, like the way he hits them, you can tell he puts the the, the chills from him. He, when he's playing downhill, he's, he's impressive. He loves to get in, you know, into the to the running game, smashing the runner of the ball. Like you know, he's, he's a strong enough player. His tackling's absolutely fantastic. He looks fast enough on tape, isn't? He? So the speed's there on tape he looks quick he'll be able to learn a lot from Eric Weddle who's just joined the Rams as well and he's got Eric Weddle's got great ability to read like read offences at this stage of his career Rapp's big knock is his short area quickness and his mirroring receivers so it's it's not something you want to do is put him in a slot corner or have him playing man to man it's just not going to work out he's excellent against the run but like I say he could struggle against the shiftier players at receiving Hopefully he can learn from Eric Weddle, you know, how to judge things, how to watch game, what he could work on. And again, as we mentioned on another podcast, if they can help each other, it's only good for them. Yeah. In round three, they took a running back called Daryl Henderson from Memphis. Pardon me. And again, is an absolutely he, the word explosion in sports is used quite frequently, but this guy is. An absolute H bomb. Um, he he's amazing. He just seems every other play seems to be a touchdown. <laughs> Obviously, I know it's not, but it, you're watching highlight reels. Maybe <laughs> it, <laughs> it it tells a story when a team takes running back this early on. They're either going for a certain style of play, uh, but for the Rams, I think there's an issue with Todd Gurley's knee. Still, I think there could be more of an issue than you expect. Maybe they just wanted to take a little bit of load off him, spread the ball about a bit more, so the guy's not going to end up getting to the end of the season after being rode all season and falling to bits. But Henderson is a home run hitter. Give him a bit of space or a bit of open field, and he's gone. He's fast. He's shifty. He's got enough power to you know bounce through the odd guy. His cutting ability is absolutely excellent. You know he can just change his direction and be off and his balance is absolutely fantastic he manages to keep on his feet after some decent knocks and he's just got a nose for the end zone and he's got a different gear as soon as he beats you know the defender he's just gone and the end zone's where he seems to live he plays with some ridiculous speed decent power he's not going to blow your socks off with his power but there's enough there 
and his ability to catch in the slot or on screens um, is another decent asset that he has. His routes weren't overly evident. He didn't seem to catch loads of the ball, but when he did, he was good enough. He seems to be a great fit for McVeigh's, you know, his offense, his run plays. On film, it's like every time he had the ball in space, he was taking it to house. His blocking was poor. I mean, that's the worst part of his game. Like, he'd just get swatted out of the way. Like, I'm here to block you. And like, no, you're not. The uh, pulls that way. See you later. <laughs> um, he won't be suited to power running either. He's not going to be the guy you're going to have smashing the ball through. He does have a little bit of strength, but I think he's going to have to be that guy. You give him a little... You know, this is his own running scheme. You give him that little bit of space. He's going to be off. If he turns that corner, you, you're in for a, a rude awakening. He's got plenty of juice. He's going to beat your DB. He's going to beat your linebackers. He, he, he could be a scary weapon. I, I would be very shocked this season if he does not get at least five touchdowns. And round four, they picked up Greg Gaines, a defensive tackle out of Washington, and he is a big boy. <laughs> not height wise, weight wise. Three hundred twenty-two pounds. He's five foot three. No, he's not five foot three. He's, he's six he's foot. Rich. He's a stout player, um, and he's he's happy to go head on with any lineman. He's he's not bothered. He's straight in. He took on a few doubles, and, and he was he won't push back. Like there were two big big guys into him, and he didn't seem to secede any ground. His plan needs to be developed, though. He's eager to the initial you know deliver the initial punch, but when he's met with decent resistance, it can be a bit. There's no else. He seems to go for the spin move constantly, and it's not the most impressive spin move. It's like a bit more like a cannonball. <laughs> his low centre of gravity means that he naturally gets into players' chest because he's short and he's just boom straight up into the. Because the defensive linemen tend to be a little bit taller, even in the middle, especially more than six foot. With that weight, and he does have a lot of strength. But his his work ethic means that he's useful in the earlier downs. You know, he can stop the run. He's not got great length, but he does wrap up well with the tackles, take players down. He seems to take up, you know, blockers to create opportunities for his teammates. And I think that's one thing that he'll be able to do when he goes to the Rams. He'll be able to free up tightly, you know, players for blockers and for Donald. I think they'll play the 3-4. And I think, obviously, Donald will be on the outside with blockers. And I think this guy will be in the middle for the first two downs. And obviously, if they get to third down, I'm not sure gains will be much used because he's not quick enough to get into the backfield. He doesn't have enough, you know, moves to be able to get to the quarterback. He has got to the quarterback at times, but it's not his. It's not his bread and butter. He's, he's better there to run stuff, run stuff, and pick up players. You know, take players out of position. But like I say, he possesses some real power, as I've mentioned. And as, again, I'm going to reiterate: he gets double teamed and he can move forward. He ain't going backwards. And there's two giant men pushing him. Is his size obviously restricts his speed off the snap and his ability to get to the quarterback, as I said, and where the league's going, they're the guys you want for th- you know for three downs, for four downs. They're the people going to go for the quarterback, but there's still a massive use for players who are just run stuffers, and there's a massive use for players who've got you know different tools and different things that they can bring to the game. That's what you want. You want a diverse defensive line, offensive line as we've gone on about already. You want someone who can rush, you want someone who can stop the dog. But like I say, the Rams draft, considering what they had, I thought they did a, a good job. That's all I've got on them. Cool, right. I've got a very, very brief uh, look at the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, I was looking for around the players and I, 
I'll look at positions. I think yeah, I don't know anything about that position. Nothing about that position. There's no tape on that guy. So I'll have gone. I've gone really lazy. I've gone DK Metcalf, the wide receiver out of Mississippi in round two. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. Good balance. Safe hands. Russell Wilson will have this guy on speed dial. Ed. And yeah, I I also talked about DK Metcalf. He's not the first player I covered. The first player I covered was round one. LJ Collier, defensive end out of TCU. In I wasn't overly impressed by this pick. I think he's a development talent. I think he could have gotten a little bit later in the draft. As an eye effort player, his initial burst is somewhat lacking. He doesn't seem to have developed much of a rush plan. Um, he has good length, and I expect with good coaching, he could become a lot better. But the first round, as I said, is a bit high. I think Seattle have reached with a lot of players here. Some people were impressed by it because. The thing with Seattle is they go for the type of players they want for their type of defence. And you've got to respect that. I like this player because this player does this, not because he plays this position better than anyone. This player suits my team, so I pick him up. And if it works, it works. And they've not done too bad for the past eight years. Yeah. Uh, the guy's a fighter, though. He'll compete. He's not afraid to go at someone. He's got decent strength for the position. He's... Got like I say, he's got good length, and like I say, with good coaching, he could end up being a decent player. He's like I say, quick enough, big enough, strong enough, and the issues are all fixable. But the thing for me is, round one, what he worth a round one pick for someone you've got to develop. I could be wrong; it's happened before, <laughs> not very often. That's a lie. Uh, <laughs> round two, the, as Matt mentioned, DK Metcalf, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. This man, he looks like a superhero. If you see him on TV, it's just like he's a large, muscular guy and he runs ridiculously fast. His quickness for his size is incredible. He seemed to it, like on the, on the combine, all the exciting activities that they do, he seemed to do well. He seemed to like, right, he can jump really high, he can run really fast, he can bench press. So they're the three main ones that people notice. But what people didn't notice were the three cone where he had really really poor performance and for a wide receiver you do like him to be a little bit better with the feet you know change your direction and stuff this guy though he's ideal for a deep threat right you're going to get offline of scrimmage who's stopping him because <laughs> he's a big boy he's yeah. a big strong guy he's going to blow you out away and he's going to be off and because of his strength because of his decent hands because he can get off a ball it's going to be difficult to to box out and to get away you know from the get to the DB is going to struggle to get him away from the ball or to get to the ball before him because he's just physically imposing. He is. He's, he's going to be a hard guy to to move, but his route tree is quite limited. So as long as someone can stay with him enough and put Russell Wilson off, it could limit him. It could knock him back a bit. He did have limited production while he was playing at Ole Miss, but that could be a mixture of they had some fantastic players at Ole Miss on offense, not on defense, but on offense. And like I said, the receiving core were the strongest part of the team. He did pick up a couple of injuries, and I think a lot of it's to do with his muscular physique. He's, you know, he, if he can get, he can't really. If you try turning too fast or doing such, there's flexibility issues. You can't, yeah, you know, there's no flexibility at all, and you can't expect it to be. So, like I say, he's been injured before, and there's worries that he can get injured again. Um, all that muscle's going to wear on those bones. I can't imagine it's going to be a, a long career. If he doesn't, you know, try and find some balance between. Let's take up yoga or something. Yeah, and 
like I say, but like I say, if he's just going to be a guy, they're throwing the ball to like deep, they're lobbing it up, get that for SDK. It could be a massive hit. But if they think it's going to turn into like your old Earl Beckham who's in and out of his routes and doing all these other special things, and stuff like that, then that's not yeah. No, I can't see no, that. I don't think they're signing. I don't think they're him for that. No. Or if they have, I can't see Pete Carroll picking him for that. The Ram Dimos, apparently. <sighs> the next player, uh, round two, marquee player, safety at Utah. If you look at Blair, and you think you'd look at him and think you're a safety, you are built for playing safety. If there was a mould, he'd come out of it. Yeah, I mean, he's a nasty hitter, but these nasty hits have resulted in him being ejected from games for targeting, which obviously is despicable. Mm-hmm. He's happy to deliver big hits on players and you know smash people, but his tackling's not amazing. He, he like you know he's wrapping people up, and he does tend to go for ankles a lot. You know, go, go low, as opposed to you Should, know. Shouldn't be playing for Saints if he can't. Well, he's tackling, <laughs> missing tackles, especially in deep passing plays. <laughs> um, it could be aided with some coaching though, and obviously they've done well with the secondary consistently, so it's not something that's going to worry them that much. My thing is, he got took in round two. There's a lot more, a bit like there's better ability, better players who you could have picked up at this point in round two, and they decided that this guy suits them for what they want to do. I don't think some psycho smashing everyone in secondary is really what the NFL wants nowadays, and it could just, it could be a backfire greatly on him. He loses acceleration due to his running style. Well, he runs a little bit wide-legged, a bit bow-legged. And it can stop him from, you know, picking up his speed so much. His coverage ability leaves a lot to be desired. But his play against the run's really good. But like I say, he likes hitting people. Yeah. But again, if he's trying to get tackle, it's not going to be great because he's going for ankles all the time. If you get him, you're alright, but the run quite quite high stepping a lot of people and it's hard to get someone's ankles when they're doing that. Yeah. Especially if they know he's the type of guy that's an ankle tapper. Exactly. Gonna, it's gonna be in their game plan, isn't it? Yeah. I think <clears> there's <throat> been a lot of reaches with the Seahawks I think DK Metcalf and the best value pick they had and everyone else who I saw were just like well why have you picked him there when you could have picked him they could have probably picked up um, Collier where they got Blair they could have picked up Blair where they got the next guy and so on and so forth that's just what I think but again I'm not Pete Cal. he's won a Super Bowl he's turned them into a competitive team they've had a lot of turnover who knows what's going to happen that's, that's I think that's it for the division it is yeah that's the mm-hmm. NFC West wrapped up I well, think that went a bit better no cramp <laughs> we managed to avoid Good. double dinking it I think we managed to uh, sail through that seamlessly almost ok then uh, thanks for listening if you enjoyed what you've heard give us a subscribe and tell your friends if not we've been the Aaron Rodgers Fan Club Podcast any questions you can drop us an email at eddie and matt outkick the coverage at gmail.com see you next time